welcome to this edition of Labor Vision. I'm Bob Delaney, Executive Director of the Institute for Labor Studies and Research. Labor Vision, a production of the Institute, focuses on topics of importance to working Rhode Islanders. We hope you enjoy this edition. This is done. Right. You know, and this doesn't end when COVID ends. Like, no, you know, no, this, no, this is like COVID is here tomorrow, and there's no, and this, the issues are still going to be here. It didn't, it's not going to go away because right. it's pushing more of this issue to the forefront. And so that's why I'm here because I know COVID is taking lots of lives of people in nursing homes. It's also the, the community. And these people are from the community and right. they do it because they want to do it. And they're not doing it because of the money because obviously that's why we're all standing here. Good. Yeah? Excellent. And what about the governor? I know she stepped in and said she was going to try to negotiate something, but it looks like that's not happening. That looks like it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> it moves like a turtle. What's that? It moves like a turtle. Yeah. Until they want something done, then it goes like a rabbit. You ever know what's that? I know. You know, yeah. and boom, I know. you know, it's happening. Right. You're like, what? how'd that happen? And, right. and then something like this, it's like a turtle. You know, it just kind of, we'll get there. Mariella says we just need a study. We've had 800 deaths in nursing homes in Rhode Island. The time for studies is over, right? And then we know that the Department of Health could establish regulations, but they still haven't. And we have to ask them, what are they waiting for, right? We also know two months ago that we were promised by the governor that she was going to work on this. But it hasn't happened yet, has it? So we have learned that if we're gonna get what we need, we have to use our ultimate tool, which is to go on strike. That is how we were able to get Charles Gate last week to agree to significant wage increases, but also to double the amount of hours of care per resident. Just this last weekend at Greenville, they agreed to staffing language of over five hours of care per resident. More than even we've been demanding, right? And how much care are they giving here at Bannister? How many hours of care do you know? Two hours of care. It is a crime and it is a sin. First, I want to introduce Tenna who all of you know, who's delegate here, is going to talk a little bit about why we're out here. Good afternoon. My name is Tenan Nemo Power, CNA, Supply and Transportation. Three jobs into one. Today we are out here, we've been negotiating since February. Since February, we've been going to the bargaining table for race and safe staffing. It is not fair to our resident that they're working, we're working 10 to 15 patients per person. That is not fair. 
That is unacceptable. It is not fair to the residents, it's not fair to us. In March, the end of March, we started to get sick. Our receptionist died. I got sick and took her home to my husband. It is bad with COVID to take care of someone with COVID. I know it. It is terrible. I passed out twice. My husband passed out twice. We need safe staffing for this resident. You cannot have 27 residents with two CNA and one nice. That is wrong. You cannot have 27 COVID patients with one CNA on 11 to 7. That is wrong. We have to have passion for our patient. We marched with Bannister Center three and a half years ago and half our patient is dead that we knew for 10 to 15 years. That is wrong. We became undertaker. We had to beg and barbers and bring them outside. We didn't sign us to be undertakers. We didn't sign us to be funeral homes. This is wrong. We need safe staffing. We need better pay, and we need it now. Yeah. Our governor told us to wait two weeks in July. It is almost two months. We need her to step up and pass safe staffing. Election is coming up. If your representative and senator do not do the right thing, do not vote. We need safe staffing now. Thank you. Folks, 
and every other nursing home in the state who've stayed the course on this for close to a year, right? Who was with us on the east side? There was 300 people a year ago, before COVID, before we knew anything about COVID, right? What did we tell them? What did we tell them? Staffing's not adequate. It's not enough for residents. It's not sustainable for our members. It's not sustainable for people in other union homes, in other non-union homes. It's a broken model. It produces bad outcomes for residents. It doesn't pay a living wage for, re for our workers. It doesn't produce what we want. And damn it, it's all public money, right? So we want a fair wage. And we want people to stop calling us heroes and then turn it around the next day or two hours later to say, oh no, we can't do that. I don't know why, I don't know why people are saying that they can't do that. Because as you just heard from people at Greenville and people at Charles Gate, you can't do it. Right? You can't do it. It's a matter of will. Whether the state can do it, the Department of Health can do it, the General Assembly can do it, and the boss can do it. And they all can do the right thing. We've been joined by so many allies from the community and from the legislature. We want to thank them. Many of them have been out on this fight for a very long time at the State House and all the various rallies and actions and picket lines that we've done. So I just want to give a shout out to a few folks from the General Assembly. Uh, represent, Representative Karen Asade is here. Our own David Bennett, RN, is here. Former Rep. Rep. Ehrenberg is here. Rep. Terry Cordovan is here. Rep. Rep. Anastasia Williams is here. And, and uh, Senator Anna Casada. Earlier today, um, I'm probably going to forget somebody, but Representative Lombardi was here. Representative Slater was here. Representative Slater, let's give him a shout out. He's the sponsor of this legislation. We have um, Rachel Miller, who's a city council people person in the adjoining district. We've gotten overwhelming support from the community. I want to give a shout out to the Rhode Island Organizing Project. They've been with us from the beginning on this. They understand this will happen only when we demand it. And it's not going to go only through legislative action. It has to happen through direct action. We also have, as you can see, we also have people from local 251 teams. The UFCW local 328 is here. CW Local 328 is here. The AFL-CIO is here. Thank you, everyone. And I think the message I just want to leave people with is that we've only begun. I know we're a year in, but we know fortitude and stick-to-itiveness and keeping ourselves together in this fight is going to produce a victory because it's not going to come easy, but we're going to win. So stay strong, everybody. Thank you, Patrick. Here we go again. Here we go again. Say 
safe staffing. Is that right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Next, I'd like to call up one of our heroes, Representative Dave Bennett, former member of our union and lifelong champion. Good afternoon. I'm very proud to stand here with you today, and I'm also very sad to stand here with you today. You people risk your lives every day coming in here to help these people. They're afraid that of the COVID. Now they've got strange people taking care of them because management won't pay you a living wage. It's uncalled for and it, it makes me angry. 
Uh, we, we've been working hard to, to get through this, this COVID thing. And when this COVID thing is gone, you'll still be here. And you'll still be working in there. So the management's got to wake up and pay you a decent wage. And the staffing has to be four to one. I mean, I'm a nurse. I started off as an orderly. You know, and I used to have to do the, a lot of the things you do in the morning. You can't take care of more than four people decently. And, you know, it's just impossible. And then you should show some love and, and talk to them a little bit. You have a good time. And um, it's just we need to improve the whole system. And this is where we're starting to do it right here. And I'll say it again, I'm very proud to be here with you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dave. Also want to recognize Pawtucket City Councilwoman Megan Colvin, who also just won her primary. And next, I'd like to call up a leader from the UFCW who represents another home owned by the same corporation. I'd like to call up Dominic Pantarelli. I want to thank everybody for being here today and taking the action against this company. We know Center's Health very well. We know Ari, the lead negotiator, very well. They've got to stop nickel and diamond, you guys. You're essential workers each and every day. You put your lives on the line. You need to be paid a living wage. You need to be paid respect and dignity. Tell Senators Health why you're here. You want a contract. Yes, we, UFCW has a home too, Oak Hill. It'll be coming up for uh, uh, up for negotiations at the end of the uh, at the end of December. So we support you. I know you support us. Yes. Don't give up the fight. Take it out to this company and remember one thing. You come out of this with, with better wages and respect and dignity from these workers, from this, uh, this company. The other thing, most important, make sure Ari gets the message. You want a living wage. Thank you. Thank you, Dominic. Next, I'd like to call up the Secretary-Treasurer of the Rhode Island AFL-CIO and longtime ally and supporter of our struggle, Patrick Crowley. Brothers and sisters, let me share with you some news. We will be screaming about safe, safe staffing until our throats are raw. We will march on these picket lines until our feet bleed. There is nothing that is going to stop us from winning this fight. You know, 
some of the politicians and some of the bosses like to put up signs and call you heroes. Enough of that. They want to call us heroes. They want us to show that you're heroes. Then pay you a living wage, create safe staffing, and get it done. They have the power to do it. So why won't they do it? The time is now, not tomorrow, not the next day, not when the General Assembly comes back in the session. Now, 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 brothers and sisters, we want it now, now, now. Let me tell you, I think every single one of you is a hero. I think about you every day. I talk about this with Patrick and Nicole and Adon and all the folks that work for SEIU. And you guys are an inspiration to every single union member in this state and across the country. If you will fight, we will fight and we will stand with you every single step of the way because this fight deserves to be won now, now, now. Thank you. Keep on fighting now, now, now. Thank you, Patrick. So why don't we show them a little bit of how much energy we got? Because they think that we're tired. Are we tired? No. Are you tired? No. Are we going to get tired before they get tired? No. All right. Why don't we start our picket a little bit? Thank you for joining us for this edition of Labor Vision. We appreciate your input and encourage your comments. Labor Vision can be seen on this channel three times each week, Tuesday at 7 p.m., Thursday at 8 p.m., and Saturday at 5 p.m.